This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life, and the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day, and I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Welcome back to Fatherhood Friday. This is your official welcome to the weekend. As always, I'm your host, Ben Cloy, and it is always great to be back here in the microphone talking to you guys. If you missed the announcement on last week's Fatherhood Friday, I'm going to head to pause the interviews till April 5th. They'll be back after April 5th, working on some things behind the scenes, and I needed a little bit more time to get those done. So I had to pause the interviews for a little bit. But you're going to keep getting Fatherhood Fridays until then. And today is a byproduct of what I was working on because I was working on something that I wanted to offer dads out there as some basic information, some basic, this is how you can be a better dad, and today is that topic. And today we are talking about five proven strategies for having better connection with your family. Now, these are five things that throughout the history of the podcast I've talked about. They are nothing new, but they are going to be summed up in one single episode with short, actionable advice on how You can create better connection in little time and create that impact and legacy that we talk about all the time on the podcast. So with that, let's just get started with number one. Number one is probably my favorite piece of advice to give other dads, is give them the keys to the fun. Now, dads often struggle with ideas and ways to connect with their kids, and let's be honest, we overcomplicate it. But that's kind of our nature. We overthink and overanalyze. And this is a classic case of, hey, what do we do this weekend? Uh, I don't know. Give them the keys to the fun. It's not up to you to have all the ideas. Just like at work, it's not all on you to have all the ideas. It shouldn't be on you at home. Give your kids the keys to the bus and let them decide where to go. And I'll give you a little spoiler alert. It's always simpler than you actually think it's going to be. I can't tell you how many times I over-engineered an idea or I over-complicated. And a classic one is here in Wisconsin, up in the middle of Wisconsin, there's a place called Wisconsin Dells. It's like the Orlando of Wisconsin. And there's a whole bunch of water parks. It's the water park capital of the world. And my kids were really young at the time. And I always thought like, man, we got to go there. It's time. We got to do it. And it's it's like a good a night for these hotels. And I was like, it just seems so expensive. Turns out there was a nice Holiday Inn just in Madison that had this pirate ship in their pool area, really big pirate ship. And it wasn't traditional pool area either. We went there probably for two years and the kids were as happy as could be. 
Now, in this particular case, I had to come up with that idea. But I share this with you because it was a classic case of, wow, did I overcomplicate it. And it wasn't until much later that we decided to go to Wisconsin Dells when the kids were older and they could enjoy it because it is a fun place. But I was overstressing it. I was overcomplicating it. And all I needed to do was go on HolidayInn.com, look at some different hotels that had interesting pools, more than just a regular swimming pool. And it wasn't that hard. And I was like, wow, right in our backyard. And it turned out to be something that we did over and over. So that's just a similar example of how we overcomplicate it. Moving on to number two. This one is no surprise because all the way back from the beginning of this podcast, I have been preaching it. I have been talking about it because to me, it is the almost overlooked process of connecting with your kids. And that is kids spell love T-I-M-E. Now we often get this backwards. We think it's things but it's really your time that they value. Next time you've got 10 minutes with your kids, try this. Hey, dad has 10 minutes. What would you like to do? See what he did there? I gave them the keys. I opened a window of 10 minutes. And all I got to do is go for the ride for 10 minutes. We all have 10 minutes in our day. And if you think you don't, I challenge you to call BS and throw a flag on the play because I have 24 hours, you have 24 hours, we all have 24 hours, and there's a big, giant illusion that these other people have so much more time during their day. They have the exact same time as you. They've just learned how to maximize it. And 10 minutes is all it takes. You can change your child's behavior, especially when they're under four and under. You can just miraculously almost revolutionize how they're behaving, whether it be a tincture tantrum, whatever it may be. Almost always when they're younger, their behavior is a reflection or a deficit in their time bank. So if you think of a love language and if you think of deposits, that bank of time, when it gets low, they start acting out looking for attention. They're looking for your time because they spell love, T-I-M-E. And again, remember, simple leading question here is, hey, dad's got 10 minutes. What would you like to do? Moving on through our list, number three, This has had a few Fatherhood Fridays dedicated to it. I've talked about it a couple different times on the podcast. So again, no surprise here, bedtime talk. Never come up with a better name for it, but that's what I've gone with, and that's what I'm going to deliver here today. So bedtime is often the most trying time for a dad. Let bedtime be a time where you sit down, review the good and the bad of the day. There is a point where I use bedtime talk to review what I did well, maybe, or what I didn't do well. This is where I bring to my kids an apology potentially of, you know, dad didn't do that the way that I wanted to, and I'm sorry. I owe you better, and I will try better next time. Now, if it was them that maybe didn't do it as well, we'll kind of dissect it. Like, what did you do that could have been better in this mode? We talk about issues they had on the playground. Early on when my daughter was maybe in like first or second grade, to them, the playground is like life. That's where life is being negotiated. That's where their status is being negotiated. And there are so many things going on in a kid's world and being there to talk about them. And to us, they're silly. I mean, it's like, really, this is what we're going to talk about. But you have to remember something. If your daughter is six or your son six, whatever it may be, whatever age, whatever their problem they're facing, it is just as real as maybe you losing your job, as you not having enough money to pay the mortgage. It's different, but it's the same type of feeling. 
they feel just as crazy and insecure about that feeling at the playground as you might feel about the mortgage. They're just at different ages and they have different problems. And the most important part to remember within this idea of connecting and understanding what their world looks like here is remembering that what they see now is how they're going to see it later. Let me break that down a little bit differently. If your daughter or your son has an issue on the playground and you do not create a space for them to talk about it or you tell them that it's not the right way to feel, that little mix of emotions there, how you told them to feel during this particular moment where they're being tried or if they bring it to you and you're like, daddy's busy or mommy's busy and then they just go away, they learn what they feel and what they want to say isn't important. And if you can think of adults, that's an important thing we want our kids to grow into adults and have is ability to find value in their voice, to be able to say what they feel, say what they think. And the part that I was overlooking in my own parenting was it starts when they're young, how you treat these small things. And the phrase that I've given away a couple times in the podcast is bedtime talk allows you to practice being there for the small things so that later in life, they will come to you with the big things. Now, let me give you a really, really extreme example of this, that when you're doing bedtime talk with any kid, I would say under 10, you are creating a space to share something scary, something raw, to talk about things in a very open way. You are creating psychological safety for that child to bring you something that they need to talk about. When they're teenagers and they're really facing real-world problems, maybe like a car problem or a dating problem or a girlfriend problem, boyfriend problem, if you haven't been able to create that psychological safety for them to bring a struggle that they're feeling, because if you didn't create that time when they were younger, they still remember it when they were teenagers. Yeah, my dad doesn't find value in the things that I worry about. I'll probably just have to find somewhere on my own to deal with this problem. So practice being there for the small things because later in life, they'll be able to bring you the big things because you created trust. And when they can trust your behavior and how you reacted with whatever they brought you when it was an issue in the playground, that will fold into even more. And that's playing out right now in my life because my daughter is turning nine next week. And almost every day, it feels like we're having to talk about boys, boys staring at her, boys liking her. They're always doing this game back and forth. And almost immediately when she gets off the bus, she's like, Daddy, can we have bedtime talk tonight? I need to talk to you. And I don't know where this is going yet, but I already feel the the rhythm of all of this panning out of how I've created this space to talk about the small things. And now to her, these big things, these big issues, like there's boys just staring at me in class. What do I do? We just talk about it. And as life keeps going, we'll keep talking about it. Because I want her to find the safety in me to talk about what she's feeling. And that is what bedtime talk allows you to do from all the different ages, whether it being reading a book or like, for example, my four-year-old daughter. A lot of that is we read a book and we tell jokes. My son, we tell a lot of jokes too. Sometimes it's just a tickle game, whatever it may be. It's just creating space where you two are together and it's just you and him or her. And that's the most important part is that they have a place to just connect with yourself and know whatever they bring, that you're not going to get super crazy, you're not going to get super angry, that they can bring you whatever they need to, and you'll be there. Because that's what we want to do as parents, is be that first voice to a topic that they don't understand. 
And if you've proven early on that you don't find value in what stresses them out, unfortunately, that's going to play out in negative ways as they grow up. So moving on, this one is super fun. Number four, let's go on an adventure. Kids are wired for adventure. It helps them find out what they love. Adventure can be anything that helps the kids discover how they fit into this big idea we call, as adults, life. Adding an element and adventure elevates almost any activity. Case in point, I have learned in the last year of being a stay-at-home dad that you can literally tack adventure onto almost any activity, maybe minus a grocery store or school probably, and the kids will get excited about it. And one way that I do this is I don't have a truck, so we can't take the bikes anywhere. And it's a big pain in the butt that we don't, I don't have a truck, but I've been trying to work through it, find a way to solve this problem. And the way I did was we have all have scooters, except me, I walk, but the kids have scooters and we go on a scooter adventure. And now let me tell you, now that may sound like, wow, that sounds interesting and different. It is nothing more than finding a paved bike path that has something for the kids to do at the end of that bike path, parking a little bit further away, scootering to wherever we're going, and they have fun. We just did it this past weekend. We parked about a mile away from a park. There was a stream next to it. You, th- I, you thought I took the kids to Disney World. They were so excited to just check out nature and put their hands in the water and jump on the rocks. Like I literally could have taken them to Disney World and I probably could have got the same reaction. But all we did was we literally parked an hour away from a park. We got on our scooters. We started walking. We maybe got a block and they were already off the scooters exploring nature. Adventure is a pathway to help your kids explore how they fit in to this world. Now, that was a very simple cityized version of adventure. You can go much further, whether it be rope climbing or anything related to camping and outdoors and hiking. Like there are some real adventures that you can go on going out to out west and going out in the Rockies and different things like that. That's like the extreme version and maybe what most people think of adventure. But there are so many different ways that you can bring adventure into your kids' lives. And it is the path for them to figure out who they are and how they fit into this world. Number five, always kiss your partner first. Our commitment to our partner will outlast all other commitments. It will outlast your job, your service. It will even outlast raising your kids. It will even outlast your extended family commitments. Let them always be the first one you kiss when you come home. Now, let me unpack this because this wasn't just my idea. It was actually a podcast interview almost way back. I feel like it was episode 15. And this advice has reminded me of that we always have our priorities backwards as men, that we often give more priority to these temporary commitments than the one that we said when we said I do, which was the one that's the end of time. So why would I prioritize all these other things that are temporary over the one that's really going to outlast them all. Often you hear of couples where they focus all on their kids, raising them, and they forgot to date each other. And then all the kids leave and they don't know who each other are. Even the idea of putting your kids first is incorrect in my opinion. Because when you put your kids first, they're going to leave. And if you don't spend time remembering why you came together as a couple, it's just gonna unravel as quick as you can keep it together. So always remember to kiss your partner first. And if I could set up a scene where this advice was painted to me, if you walk in the door of your home from work and your kids greet you at the door, 
Try this. Walk past your kids. Find your spouse. Give her a kiss. And then acknowledge your kids. The idea of signaling to your kids that I love you, but I love her more is such a clear example for them to go out into the world when they get married and do the same thing. Set that clear example to your kids that like, you're important to me, but she's the one I really, you were just along for the ride. She's my number one. That is so important to create that connection in your family. And it also symbolizes to your partner of what really matters, that you know and acknowledge her for who she is and the role she plays in the family. And so those are my top five ways to have better connection with your family. Like I said, there are things that have been painted throughout the podcast, but through this break that I've been going on, this was something I created, and I want to get it out there to as many people as I can. So now here, you've got a perfect playbook to create some connection as you go into the weekend. And as always, again, just to remind you, I will not be on the microphone on Monday, but I will talk to you guys again on Friday. Have an amazing weekend. Go out there and create some adventure.